Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. Having a Disney craving you can't fill? Lifelong Disney World adventurers, Ashley and Sammy will take you on a journey through the parks, movies, books, and more. Whether you live miles or states away, if you love Disney, you'll love hanging out with the Pixie Dust Twins on the Limitless Podcast Network. You are on with the Pixie Dust Twins. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Let's get swimming. But before we do that, don't forget to like and subscribe to all our social media things. All right. So this is our second episode. Very excited. Woo woo. We made it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot. So yeah, what are we going to talk about today, Ashley? So we are talking about why you should love Disney because Sammy and I, we're not stupid. We don't think that everybody in the world loves Disney. We understand that. It is not everyone's thing, but there is a lot about Disney to love and appreciate, even if you are not a mega fan like either me or Sammy. And so we want to talk to you guys today about why you should love Disney or at least have an appreciation for Disney. So as you listen to this podcast, it makes sense of where all of this kind of love is coming from and also our history which if you didn't get to listen to our history that was in the first episode where we talked about how we became in love with Disney and and all all those things so shame on you if you did not listen to it go back right now so to piggyback off of that we're going to talk about parks we're going to talk about movies you're going to talk about books let's be real about that yeah that's true (laughs) tv and then whatever else i guess kind of flows to our brains as we move along let's jump into parks right that's our biggest thing so take it away all right so parks there are so many different parks so we told you on the first episode that we're primarily going to be focusing on walt disney world resort in florida because that's where we've pretty much grown up and lived for 30 plus years of our lives There is other resorts. There's Disneyland in California. There's one in Tokyo, Paris, all those places. Sadly, we have not been there. It's on our bucket list. Everything that we're talking about park-wise is going to be focused in on Walt Disney World in Florida, which Walt Disney World in Florida, if you don't know, has four parks. There's Magic Kingdom, Epcot. (laughs) We call it MGM, (laughs) but it is officially Disney Hollywood Studios. They renamed it like 20 years ago. I'm still in denial. And then Animal Kingdom. And these parks literally 
transport you to a whole different world. And they're each differently themed. So you got Magic Kingdom, which is all about the princesses and the fairy tales. And there's different districts in it, like Tomorrowland and Fantasyland and Adventureland. And you're just transported and you feel like you're a part of the parks because Disney does such a great job of opening up your imagination. Imagination is huge. As children, we grow up imagining different stories. We play cops and robbers outside. We pretend we're pirates. Me and my brother used to pretend we were wizards like on Harry Potter. We grow up with this imagination and Disney takes it and just expands it into kind of a reality that not only kids can enjoy, but us as adults can enjoy it as well. Even my parents who are, I will not say their age because they will get very mad at me because I know they're watching. They're older (laughs) and they still love everything about Disney because of the imagination. And Disney's just home. It feels like home. For anybody who's creative, anybody who loves to do art, Sammy, anybody who loves music or writing, creating stories, or any sort of creative element, you are going to feel at home at these parks. I cannot tell you how many times I've walked into the parks when I was in college and just got so overwhelmed with creative ideas. I started multiple stories because of Disney. One of them, one of these days we're just going to have to talk about my fan fiction-ish story. So spoiler alert, I'm not going to tell you much, but I started a fan fiction Disney story. I mean, that's what they would call it. I don't like calling it fan fiction, but I'm taking other characters. Legally, it's fan fiction. It creates these creative juices in you, and it's just beautiful. And it's a great cultural and educational experience. You're probably thinking, how can you learn anything at Disney? Well, there is this awesome part called Epcot. Epcot is all about kind of more of the science and innovating and education. There's a place called the land. There's a place called the sea. There's a different, what do we call them, worlds back there? The countries. Countries, the countries. There's a whole like half circle of countries that you can go back and learn about different cultures. And the great thing about Disney is they don't just make things up. If you are going to work at Disney and are in one of those countries, you have to be of that culture. There's France. When you go back there, everyone working in the France country has lived and grew up in France. They're from France. Disney wants everything to be very authentic because they want you to be able to learn, which I absolutely love. I'm not going to rant anymore. I'm going to let Sammy (laughs) speak, but I hope that gives you a little glimpse into why I feel like the parks are a great reason to love Disney. I love everything that you said. And to kind of go with what you were saying, one of the things I had wrote down in the show notes was just that magical feeling you get when you walk in and you see Cinderella Castle. It doesn't matter if you've seen it once or you've seen it a thousand times. It's always, always makes your heart feel just so warm inside. You know, you can't beat that feeling. It never, never, never goes away. And to go with it, at the end of the night, the fireworks, I think the Magic Kingdom ones are always going to be my favorite. It's just something about the castle and the music. Ashley and I used to conduct (laughs) the music. I don't have the music down totally for the new show, but Wishes especially was our jam. That was our go-to fireworks show. It's still my favorite, I think, of all of them. And I really liked Fantasy in the Sky, but Wishes is the best. I still miss Wishes, but I just remember conducting along to the music and singing along. (laughs) And, you know, even if you're dead tired at the end of the night, you can't help but just love the fireworks and just feel Mm -hmm. all that magic and it just melts away whatever exhaustion you have because you're just so wrapped up in it. 
the feeling is just awesome. It's just hard to describe unless you're there. Even if you watch it, it's just not the same as physically being there and being surrounded by it. Obviously, the rides are another big thing. You have mm-hmm. everything from your thrill rides, like Rock and Roller Coaster and Space Mountain, to, you know, Winnie the Pooh, where you just kind of hop around. Okay, I know we're probably a little old for Winnie the Pooh, but who doesn't love hopping along with Tigger down the Winnie the Pooh ride? I mean, I'm just saying. You gotta love being with Tigger. Exactly. He's my favorite Winnie the Pooh character. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to do. And my husband, who's not as big a Disney nerd, obviously, as us, because nobody is, mm-hmm. he loves Peter Pan. I don't know what it is about Peter Pan. If we go there, he's like, oh, can we ride Peter Pan? I just wish the wait wasn't always 100 minutes. But if you could slide in during that right time, like firework time, you don't want to watch fireworks, that's the best time to go. But we'll get into that. That's a bonus point for show three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess kind of like what you were saying, it's something about growing up there and going there every year and seeing the changes and just living with it. It's just like your second home. I just know it's inside and out. You know it inside and out. You can't beat it. It just is your happy place, you know, when you go there. If you're upset, you're sad, you can't help but feel better just going there and just spending some time somewhere at Disney. Let me see what my last little note was. Oh, of course. Nobody can be mad when they meet Mickey Mouse. Exactly. Now, I am mad. I'm going to throw this out there. This will be probably in my rant show. But there used to be a talking Mickey at the Magic Kingdom. And they got rid of him, and I'm very salty about this because he was awesome. I went there a couple times to see him, and it was great. And I'm very mad at Disney World for taking that away. But either way, you can't be mad with Mickey. They might bring him back someday. I hope so, because he was the greatest. But no matter when you meet Mickey, it's great. He has like a million different costumes, too. So you have so many opportunities to find him at every park, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hotel. Safari Mickey. Hollywood Mickey. I'm pretty sure he's a Jedi now. He has a Jedi outfit. I know I've seen it. And then at Christmas, you got all the Christmas outfits. Yep. I'm sure he has an Easter outfit. I haven't been in Easter in a while, but I'm sure he has, you know, every holiday, he's got some sort of outfit, Halloween, all of it. I mean, you can I kind of want to see his closet. It's got to be insane. You can't go wrong with the parks. They are absolutely amazing from the feelings that we talked about to the rides to the shows that we didn't even bring up yet. There's so many different shows at the parks. Everyone is just, not everyone is happy, but it's still a happy place. No place is perfect. No place is going to be just absolutely fantastic every time you go. You're always going to have some sort of negative experiences, but they're all so very minute compared to the bigger picture of Disney and what the parks bring us. And, you know, when we talk about how to survive a day in the parks, mm-hmm. um, we'll do a whole show on that. But we'll kind of help you to navigate so you'll avoid some of those reasons why you may be less than happy. Yes. You know, we got you, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to segue. The cool thing about the parks is a lot of what they've been putting in there has to do with the movies. So Disney, before he did the parks, he was all about the cartoons and the movies. Sammy, what was Disney's first cartoon character? Do you remember? Oh, he is my favorite, Mickey Mouse Mm -hmm. and Steamboat Willie. The first sound cartoon, let's throw that out there too, because Walt Disney was a Mm -hmm. freaking genius. have a very soft spot for my Mickey Mouse and my Steamboat Willie. Yes, and then he also had Oswald. Yes. Now, Oswald, so the first, you know, Disney was Mickey Mouse, but you are correct. Yes. Universal stole Oswald. That was Walt's first successful cartoon, and I'm all about the Oswald, too. 
And of course, mm-hmm. now everyone has jumped on the bandwagon because you can find merchandise everywhere with Oswald on there. She liked Oswald way before all of you I people. Was here, just, OG, just FYI. OG Oswald fan right here. Okay, people, I just want to throw that out there. I did a term paper about Oswald and what happened to him in college. Right. I remember you yes. doing that. Yeah. A whole semester class that was all about Disney, basically. I want to take a Disney class. It was great. It was my freshman year. What a way to start, right? And then it just went downhill. No more fun classes after that. (laughs) Well, not with the degree you went for, but anywho. Uh, I know. It's my own fault. She was a difficult degree. (laughs) I thought the other hand was a very easy degree. But anywho, the movies. So he has all these characters. All of all of the parks have to do with kind of integrating the movies into it because Disney started out with fairy tales. He started out with taking characters and putting them on a moving screen for us. So of course, you gotta love Disney and their movies. And I know a lot of people, when they think of Disney movies, they think animation. They yeah. think cartoonish and little kiddish. But the reality is Disney has so many more different movie genres than that. And I'm not just talking about the acquisition of Marvel and Star Wars in the past one or two decades. If you go further back, there are a ton of live action shows and movies that Disney put together that were for adults back in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Disney has a huge variety of movies and genres. Honestly, some of your favorite movies you might have watched and not realized that Disney actually owns them. I guarantee you. My sports people out there, just so you know, Disney owns ESPN. Oh, yeah. They own sports. Don't hate on Disney because they bring you your Super Bowls, but we're not going to get into sports on this one. So they have a variety. And then... I always love Disney's casting. I know some of the past movies have had a little bit of a flack of who's been casted and yada, yada, yada. But I really do think they do a really good job of casting, especially the live action movies. I mean, come on. Who could have done a better Jack Sparrow than Johnny Depp? Nobody. I'm just going to throw that out there. No one could do Johnny, or sorry, (laughs) no one could do Jack Sparrow like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is absolutely amazing when it comes to that part. I could watch a zillion Pirates of the Caribbeans. I don't care how bad the plot line is as long as Johnny Depp is doing Jack Sparrow. So entertaining. But I also love Johnny Depp. So there's that. So the casting's always on point. Visually speaking, let's be honest, people, you can't lie. Visually speaking, they do amazing with how a movie looks. Compare Marvel movies right now to... DC, and you will see just the visual difference. I know I'm getting technical. The visual difference between the two movies, Sammy doesn't know what I'm talking about. No, 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 I do. (laughs) I agree with you. When the superhero movies are out, I'm just like, okay, which comic book series is this? I got drug into the latest Bat, one of the latest Batmans. It was terrible. I'm sorry, DC fans. Well, not only because it's DC, but they also made Ben Affleck. Yes. Come on, George Clooney did better. Um, And George Clooney is not very good at Batman. So Disney, you got to admit how great they are when it comes to visually putting things together. They bring in the right people and they put together the right stories. I mean, all stories have the arc line of good versus evil. No matter what story you go into, there's always someone who is doing something bad and there's always someone who is doing something good or who is going to redeem themselves and do something good. That's every storyline ever. And Disney has done such a great job of going in there and taking that overarching 
plot line and create different stories and things that we just absolutely grab onto and love. I mean, from the Marvel movies to now taking over Star Wars. I know there's a lot of Star Wars haters, and I'm sorry about you guys. You're wrong. Fairy tales. All of the fairy tales that Disney did were already pre-written. They were grim fairy tales. Hans Christian Andersen, these were old Mm -hmm. people that he took, and he created them into something that families could love, because if you read the real ones, they're they're not family-friendly. Oh, no. Very scary. Not, Not at all. Yes. Horrifying. I can't believe they told them to children. So I think they just were trying to scare them into submission. Probably. Yeah, more than likely. I'm like taking my point and going way too far, but it's okay. I think my last point I'm just going to say so I can let Sammy speak. Each time I watch a Disney movie, whether it's live action or animation, I feel as if, just like the parks, I feel like I'm transported in there. I feel like I'm a part of the story. I can find kind of where I fit in to the whole thing. And it's just great. It's just absolutely fantastic. I remember Beauty and the Beast coming out, the live action one, and just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just understanding Belle in a new light and being more connected to her as a character than anything. Partly because they put Emma Watson in there, which I have all the Emma love, Love but partly because they just made her more real. And especially when she was dealing with Gaston. Oh, I loved it. The movies, they just, you can't deny the fact that Disney knows how to craft and create and visually give you an amazing story. So for my points, which obviously all of yours were awesome, my biggest thing is that they make you feel like magic really exists. It's corny. I don't know. When you watch it, you're like, I could really fly on a magic carpet with Aladdin. That is legitimate. I'm going to go try it off my roof because <laughs> I believe don't, it can don't happen. Don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that's yeah. how I feel, people. Okay, don't. Disclaimer, don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't fly off your roof. It's not a thing. Genies are not real. I'm sorry to spoil it, but it makes you feel like it is. You know, whether it was the, the animated movie or now the live action ones like you're talking about. There's something so nice about going to a movie, and I really love movies where it just takes you away to another place. I'm not really into Star Wars, but I get it. You having, especially been to Star Wars land, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Sorry. I know. Ashley hasn't been there. I'm really sorry. I want to go. Eventually. But, I mean, it just, I love it. It just takes you away to this whole other land, you know, where where a freaking candlestick talks to you. I mean, are you kidding me? But it's so believable. And the other big thing for me is I just feel like sometimes when I go to the movies, I'm just like, oh my gosh, they know exactly how I feel. Kind of like you were saying you relate to Belle. You wouldn't think you relate to whether it's anime character, you know, any sort of fictional character like you do with Disney. But there's always some way, shape or form that you're just like, oh my goodness, they read my heart. They know exactly how Mm -hmm. I feel about situations. And the biggest one for me was Onward that came out recently. I literally knew nothing about this movie. Nothing. I watched one preview and I'm like, ah, it's Pixar. It's probably good, right? Went in. (laughs) No idea what I was getting into. And it was just so much more to the story than I would have ever anticipated. And especially, Mm -hmm. you know, having lost a parent and everything, it just was so touching to me. And they just, they got every feeling that you feel. It was in that movie. And it made you feel sad, but it also just made you feel good at the end. You know, freaking Pixar. They're on another level when it comes to that. Pixar will make you cry for 30 minutes. See, right there. Again, Ashley, just because of it. I'm about to cry. <laughs> talk about Onward and your dad. And I'm just like, oh. I know, I know. I, I cry at the drop of a hat. It happens. It's okay. That's what I'm saying. They will make you cry for 30 minutes. And then by the end, you're laughing at something, you know, because they can just turn it that fast. I love that about the movies because you never leave there like, oh my gosh, this was a terrible experience. You know, you always feel good when you leave. Now, maybe you can't really say that for all the Marvel movies, you know, let's, let's be real, but 
as far as, you know, the classic Disney movies, you know, a lot of them, I will say, you just leave feeling better. And Robbie always likes to say he likes to see movies that touch the soul. And every time I drag into a Disney movie, he always says that about them. That's how it makes him feel. So for me, that's the best feeling. So before you cry, let's go on to books where you're going to talk for like another 20 minutes. (laughs) About If I start ranting, just stop me. You probably learned this, listeners, after now the second episode, but I am a talker. My poor parents, when I come home, they're like, oh, look, Ashley's home. And then when I leave, they're like, wow, it's quiet. <laughs> I am a talker. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I can see that's so true. It is. Hey guys, it's Sammy. I hope you're having as much fun listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast as Ashley and I had recording it. Don't forget to check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com for even more awesome content. I have a show with my husband, Robbie, detailing how our lives changed when he developed chronic pain after a 2017 car accident. Plus, Ashley will soon be producing a spiritual show with an uplifting message, and there's so much more. We have merchandise available and information about our Patreon account, where you can help fund our growth and get rewarded with cool prizes, anywhere from a shout-out on one of our shows, to guest appearances, to a chance to host your own episode. So go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check back for updates and more content. Okay, books. As I hinted during movies, I love Belle. I have my own library in my house. It's a mini library. My goal in life is to have a big room in my house with all my books and have that ladder that swings through and all the fun things. I'm actually in my office right now and with all my books to my right. And they make me just so happy because they're just so beautiful. But anyways... Disney has books, whether you realize it or not. And I'm not just talking about the bedtime story Disney princess books. They have an actual publishing company called Hyperion Books, and they have so many different stories that they publish, whether it's, I believe they do textbooks, I believe they do nonfiction educational stuff, they do fiction books for kids. They just moved into not that long ago young adult stories. So they actually have this story, this story series that I have on my read list about the villains of all the animated Disney movies, telling it from their side of the story or twisting it where what if the villain actually won? What would have happened? And Disney doesn't just stay with the same storyline. That's another reason why I love them so much is because they take the stories and they kind of add a twist or, or change something or just do something different to make it a totally different story in the end. It might have the same characters. It might have some of the same feel, but they will give you a different viewpoint because they know not everyone believes that happily ever after always happens at the end of the book. Because in reality, sadly, there is no happily ever after that's really hard for me to admit yeah yeah it's unfortunate but true it is but they do it's so well one of my favorite series from them is the Percy Jackson series I don't know if you realize this but the Percy Jackson series is published by Hyperion Books which is Disney I just love the Greek mythology in it it's just so good they have another series called Kingdom Keepers and it was around when me and my brother were younger and we'd read it and it was really good. These kids had to battle Maleficent. I don't want to get into the details of 
exactly what it is, but look it up. If you like books about the Disney parks, it actually has books about the Disney parks. So it's called Kingdom Keepers. They also have all the Star Wars canon. That's a huge part of Hyperion books right now because they redid the whole Star Wars canon. I'm hoping to do a episode about Disney and Star Wars. That might just be a me only episode. I don't know if Samantha will want to. They have the whole canon there. I'm reading some of their books and it's just so good. They just know, like I said with movies, they know how to craft a story. Mm -hmm. They know how to take it and make it come alive even with words on a page in a book. It's just absolutely fantastic. And they do a lot of continuation. Like if you have certain stories that you love, more than likely they have already started a series or have a couple books that continue the story, just like they do with Star Wars. Star Wars has books that's continuing the story, even though the storyline in the movies and the TV shows are done, books can continue that. And they have that in not just Star Wars, but in their other books as well. And it's just absolutely fantastic what they're doing. And hopefully one day, someday they will read one of mine and publish it because that's my goal in life because I think that would be awesome. Hopefully someone from Hyperion will listen to this podcast <laughs> like, down the road and be like, I'm a writer. Go to my page, read it. I'm shamelessly going to plug it every time. I'm sorry. Yeah, just do it. Do whatever you got to do. So the books are fantastic. Check out Hyperion books to see what other books they have available. They're just, they're great. They have all different ages, especially for kids. If you want to find something great for your kids to read, if your kids are bored reading, go to Hyperion Books and find an adventure there because there is a series called Peter and the Jarcatchers. And it's about Peter Pan, but it's a totally different kind of take on it. And it is a fantastic adventure that your kid will just dive into and want to become a part of. And it's just so great. So that's my spiel on the books. Because I've talked so much, technically, we would segue into me talking Uh, about TV, but we're going to switch this. I need a drink of water. (laughs) Another great thing about Disney is they have their own Disney channel. Samantha. Yeah. So the best thing now about Disney is not only they have their own Disney channel, but they have Disney Plus, which is every Disney nonsense thing you can imagine. They have most of it. They don't have absolutely everything, but they got, you know, Star Wars. They have, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> oh my god she just distracted me i'm sorry what is this saying okay they have star wars they have marvel um, marvel on there they have all of your classic not all of them but they have a lot of the classic disney channel movies which i just love because grew up on that that was the big thing whenever a disney channel movie of the week or month i guess it was month month they would come on that was always the big thing you had to go home and mm-hmm. check that out and I still love those I could rewatch those a million times and then of course there's the classic tv shows like I had mentioned before I'm watching Lizzie McGuire right now I rewatched the rescue rangers already too which I love the rescue rangers that was my thing growing up they mm-hmm. were my favorite cartoon on tv but you know sometimes when you rewatch stuff and you're older you're just like really really there's probably like five voice actors on the whole show. And now as a grown up, I'm just like, that's the same person that voices three other characters that's voicing this other random character. It's little things like that, that kind of start to seep into your brain. You're just like, wait, really? And I, I just didn't notice, I guess, as a kid, or maybe it didn't bother me as much as it does now. I don't That's because we relied more on imagination when we were a child than our logic. <laughs> that's probably accurate. Yeah, Which... that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I still love me some Rescue Rangers though. But Lizzie McGuire, I honestly was a little surprised when I started rewatching it because I'd be watching the show and I would know some of the lines that they were about to say. Oh my God, are you kidding me? I haven't seen this in how many years? 
And I would literally know the next line that was about to pop out of, you know, Matt's mouth or Lizzie, you know, whoever. Wow. I literally remember all of these plot points. It's insane. I guess I watched it more than I realized growing up. Not that there's anything wrong with Lizzie McGuire. She had a lot of good life lessons, you know? Mm -hmm. I love watching her and her friends. I think it still applies today about not changing yourself or other people Mm -hmm. and always remembering who's important in your life. And she has so many good life lessons that were so good for us as preteens and teenagers. I can see why I enjoyed it so much. And her hairstyles. I wonder if I can get my hair to do what hers does. She's got like 800 little rubber bands. We used to do that when we were preteen. I know. I remember. And I'm just like, that would give me such a headache now if I did that. I can't imagine. I still love it even to this day. Boy Meets World is another classic one that I just love. I love the later episodes a little bit more when they start getting mm-hmm. high school because I think yeah. I was more relating to that than I was when he was in middle school. You know, yeah. that's another one that you could show it to kids now. You know, mm-hmm. they're still the same life lessons. Everyone's still going through the same sort of things, dealing with adolescence. And I just think it's great. And especially now that you have all of this right at your fingertips. Or, you know, if you just want to wander off and do something else, you always watch like Emperor's New Grove, right? And just blow <laughs> off all the life lessons. <laughs> just Hey, he had a TV show where he started to learn life lessons. You no know way, he did have a TV show. You're right. I almost And it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> you know, that's another one I will have to go back and check out. I know I watched it. I, I saw it the other day. I'm like, I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, I feel like I'm starting down a rabbit hole with the, with the Disney Plus. I'm just like, oh, what else is going to be on my list this week for me to watch? Hmm. I could get rid of all my other streaming services, except, of course, the Limitless Podcast streaming service, and <laughs> only watch Disney Plus. There's just so much variety on there. We were talking about earlier... We're supposed to be talking about the TV shows, but I mean, just in general on Disney Plus, there's just something for everybody. You know, you can't go wrong when you turn it on. You will find something on there that yep. you want to watch or rewatch. The DuckTales, Darkwing Duck. I know you've watched some of the newer stuff. I haven't really watched the newer stuff on Disney. The DuckTales that will forever live in my heart. I had on the Sega gaming system, which tells you how freaking old we are right now. I had a yeah. DuckTales video game on the Sega it was great. It was based off of the movie. So they were going to find treasure and all of that. I had that movie on VHS. (laughs) I have it on DVD. Actually. I don't remember how I bought it. I want to say I got it off of eBay or something, which is insane years and years and years ago because I didn't have a VHS player anymore. And I love Mm -hmm. it. Of course now it's on Disney plus, but you know, I do have it on DVD someplace. I still like to collect the DVDs and stuff just in case. You never know how long they're going to keep it, how much it's going to be. Like, there's the Disney vault. You never know when they're going to put stuff back in that stupid vault. You need to have it on hand. They they have pretty much everything out, right, on Disney Plus from the vault? Uh, I believe so, yes. I think everything's out of the vault, but again, it's Disney. I know. They love to do that. I know. I don't get it, Disney. I don't know why you just torture us. Ramp up the sales, I guess, right? Yes. I'll go out and buy it. Yeah. No, I mean, I have The Little Mermaid on DVD. Just mm-hmm. in case. I think I have all the basic animated classics. Well, not Snow White. The other ones. I think I have all those on DVD. I think I have Snow White, but I think that's because I was a part of the Disney movie club and it was one of the ones that I got. I might have it. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I don't go actively looking for it, so I don't know. Okay, so with TV, I, I'm like, Samantha, watch a lot of the new stuff. I don't watch everything. There's some shows like Andy Mack and 
Phineas and Ferb, I don't think I've ever watched. Oh, and there's yeah. some other like weird animation ones. I won't go near, even if they're on Disney Plus, because it's just weird to me. But there are some of the shows, like, especially continuations. So she talked about Boy Meets World, one of my absolute favorite shows. Absolutely love it. I agree with you on the high school thing. I think it's because the middle school, they focus more on Corey and Sean and their boys. And the issues that they were having had nothing to do with us. You didn't see Topanga really till high school, especially... I. Rem- I just rewatched the series and there's an episode about her talking to Corey about his looks because he has that really curly, spongy hair and she chops some of her hair off and it's all uneven. And as a girl, you're like, why did you Oh my gosh, yes. Horrified. 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 Yeah, and she gets horrified and just everything. But the life lesson in there is to to not worry about what other people think about you. And there's just a lot of great life lessons. And that's why I think I love, I still love the older stuff more than any of the newer stuff because not only are they realistic when it comes to their life lessons, they're also realistic when it comes to their wardrobe and their environment and just everything. Like, I know it's probably just my generation, but these newer shows are so colorful and flashy. And I'm like, I'm sorry, people, no one dresses like that. No one looks like that. The schools don't even look like that. Like, I don't understand why you guys are making this look like reality. This is not reality, Disney. So there's a little bit of a rant from me about what I think is wrong with some of the new Disney Channel shows. But what they do well on the newer ones is they are doing better on life lessons. Let's see here. There's a new, well, it's not new. It's, it was out in like 2015 to 17. It feels like it was yesterday, but they do continuations. They've been doing continuation shows. Right. Yeah. So Boy Meets World now has Girl Meets World, which is about Corey's daughter who was in middle school. And because now Disney Channel only does three seasons, maybe four at the most, we don't get her all the way through high school and college. But we got her through middle school in like the first year of her high school career. And it was really cool to see because not only did Disney make it for the preteens of today, but they also made it for us adults who love Boy Meets World. Because if you watch Girl Meets World, you are getting just as much interaction time with Corey and Topanga than you do with the kids. I agree. And Corey is just exactly who he is in the show. I just absolutely love it. Topanga is exactly who she was when she was in the old yeah. show. And then they bring in Sean, who is my absolute favorite. Love him. I don't want to ruin the show, but I'm going to ruin the show. Have well, you seen it? Was, it? it was on four years ago. It was like three or four years ago. Sean finally gets married. He finally found the love of his life. And that episode Oh, I loved it. I'm like, Sean is in love. He's getting married. This is mm-hmm. finally happening. And they bring in so many of the old characters. They bring oh in Will gosh. Prettle, who is Eric. And he becomes, oh my goodness, he becomes a senator of New York. That was insane to me. What? What just happened? The world is ending. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then Feeny. Oh my goodness. I know I'm focusing Feeny! on Feeny. Yeah. But Feeny. Those moments when Feeny comes back in, there's an episode where Feeny sits down between the two girls. They're back getting the time capsule that they buried in high school. And he looks at Riley, which is Corey's daughter, and he right. says, is he a good father, you poor, poor little girl? <laughs> it just <laughs> yes. makes me so happy because if you think about Corey in Boy yes. Meets World, oh my goodness, I would understand his concern. And then ask him if he's a good teacher. When they said Corey was a teacher, I'm like, that's 
perfect. Of course he becomes Feeny. Like, come on. I could rant. I could do all, we could do a whole episode about Blue Meets World versus Gormor. We really could, honestly. We really could. But there's other continuations. If you loved That's So Raven, uh, Raven Simone, who was a psychic, she has a continuation show called Raven's Home. Again, it's just as much for us as it is for the preteens today because you see Raven and what she's going through as an adult and where she's, where she ended up and her best friend is still with her. It's just amazing how they do this on um, the channel. And I've rewatched some other ones. There's some great ones like Jesse. Jesse is one of my favorite shows after the ones that we grew up with. This one would have came out when I was like late high school. We yeah, were in like college. Right towards, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right towards the end. Uh, Jesse was great. She, the person who played her came off of yeah. Sweet Life on Deck with Zach and Cody. She was Bailey. Now she, then she became Jesse. And she was in her college years, but she wasn't in college. She was just college age and trying to survive in New York as a nanny and an actress. And it's just a really great show. I kind of watch that one on loop all the time. Wizards of Waverly Place is always great to go back to and see. And it's just so much fun to see what Disney Channel comes up with because not only does Disney Channel have these amazing shows, they also don't pollute it with this horrible commercials and junk. Like they make their own commercials. Right. And usually the commercials are educational and exciting or telling us something new about Disney World or or whatever. There's one that I just saw. I think I was home. It was right before I moved to Nebraska and I was watching Disney Channel at my parents' house and it was why kids shouldn't bait. It's a huge topic right now and Disney uses their influence to help educate these kids of what's wrong with some of these things that some of these other media outlets are trying to push towards kids. Disney is taking a step back and looking and like, okay, what is healthy for our kids that are watching us? And what's not? And how can we educate them? And I love that about Disney Channel. A lot of people give Disney slack for kind of being kiddish and overwhelming. And at least they're being responsible with everything that they have. They're not just using it as a platform to pollute whatever they want to pollute. They actually look and see what's good and what's bad about what's going on in the world. You know, yeah. speaking of those, those commercials for Disney world, I don't mm. know if I ever told you we were at Epcot one day and we saw them filming one. Now, mind you, I don't know who these new kids are. So all these like, preteens right around us, they're like, Oh my gosh, it's whoever it was. I don't know who it was. I'm just, like, you know what they were talking about? I don't know. I think they were promoting something at Disney world, but they were in Germany. I want to say we were walking by in Epcot. That's where they were filming. But we just noticed all the cameras and we were like, hey, what's going on there? And literally all these girls are so excited about whoever this kid was. I have no idea who it even was. Was it this past like like year or so? I think so. Yeah. Uh It was probably somebody on one of the new, new shows that I haven't really watched. Yeah. At that time, I was just like, okay, I know the girls from like Girl Meets World and I would probably recognize them. And I don't know any of these other people. So it wasn't them. Yeah. Huh. I don't Interesting. I think it was a boy though. I'm pretty sure it was a boy. It was probably somebody from like Andy Mack or one of the brand, brand new shows that I just don't watch. I don't know. They were very excited. Whoever it was. There is a new show that's streaming on Disney plus called the diary of a diary of a future president. president. That looks super cute. I I started it. It's really cute. It takes place in Miami Mm -hmm. and it is about a president looking back on how she got to where she is. I love it because, I mean, Disney is very forward thinking anyways. So they like to break the stereotypes. They like to bring in culture and whatnot. So it's a Latino family. 
and there she's the first Latino female president in the show and just the importance of that and just I love it I absolutely love it women power just all the powers all the powers love it the Disney Channel is just great and that everything streaming on Disney plus now is just absolutely fantastic it's awesome and it's not too expensive which is also nice it's not so look 5.99 6.99 something like that yeah I want to say like 5.99 I don't know. I think it's six ninety nine with a Hulu uh, subscription. I don't know. I just let them auto bill me. I don't care. Just have my money, Disney. It's fine. Disney owns Hulu, so you know. All right. But I think that's it for for TV. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have? I mean, I don't think there's anything else. They have water parks. Yeah, if you're into that. Yeah. There's they things. have a shopping center that is a humongous now. Oh my God! There's so many shops now, and they're like expensive, fancy. Mm-hmm. You can get all this exclusive Disney merchandise there. Plus you got your classic World of Disney, which is the world's biggest freaking Disney store. It's When they were redoing it last time I was there. So it used to be you walked in there, right? And it was all separate rooms. It's all one giant floor plan. It's all open. It's bizarre. When you walk in, you're going to be super wigged out because you're just not going to have any idea where you are. But it's actually nice. I still get lost. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know where I'm at in the store, but they have giant signs to try and help people. Like, okay. <laughs> a lot of people hate it, but I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it's definitely different from how it was, but with the open floor plan, I mean, it can be a little overwhelming because now every piece of merchandise is just out there. So mm-hmm. it's a little like, woo, giant sea Disney, but they're organized. They got hats, some mini mm-hmm. ears. They got Star Wars here, Marvel here, stuff for kids. So you can kind of avoid where you don't want to walk. I like it. And the checkout, they have two checkout sections now. So you basically wait in two lines that look like they're going to take insanely forever, but they take two minutes. Yeah. The in and out because they have so many cashiers just lining the walls to get everyone in and out. It's actually not that bad. Bippity boppity boo is still in there. They moved it somewhere. It's somewhere. I don't know. You know, that's another great thing to love about Disney. If you take your kids there, you can go to Bippity boppity boo boutique and your daughters can be a princess. I think they added a prince one. I think so. You can do princess and prince. And then they also have a pirate one at the magic kingdom. Magic kingdom. Thank you. And there's also at, I think it's the grand Floridian. They have an adult one. By the way, (gasps) Guess what we're doing when I come to Disney. Yes. I have no idea how much it costs, but yes, you can go. I will save up. (laughs) Yes. You can go as an adult now and you can get princess stuff. <gasps> they will do makeup and hair and all that jazz. So be on the lookout in December. I will be dressed up as Belle. Yes. You're going to have a Belle and an Ariel probably yeah. walking around. Those are our girls. Yes. <laughs> well, should we wrap up? Yeah, I think we're good on this one. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. Make sure you check out all of the other shows on the Limitless Podcast Network. You can look for our other podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. There's some other shows available. Ashley's going to have a second show here soon. I'll tell you more about that when it comes out. This is very early tease because yeah. not really produced very far. But I'm in two other shows right now besides this one. I'm very busy with the podcasting right now. I have a pharmacy podcast and then one I do with my husband about his chronic pain. So check those out too. I guess that's it. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Later. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.